0: What is going on folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and folks, as always today we're going to have a very loaded episode. Today we'll talk a little bit about the pit guys at the combine, specifically Damari Mathis though, and what he did to help his stock on Saturday, the DB testing drills, the measurements, all of it. We'll talk about Damari Mathis and how he helped himself Grow and really get this train rolling for him at the Enfield Draft. Of course, we will also talk about the ACC tournament and the preview coming up here. Pitt will face Boston College at the Barclays Center tonight, and we will talk about that coming up on Locked On Pitt. You are Locked On Pitt, your daily podcast on the Pitt. Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. And folks, as always, thank you for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Pit and making it your first listen every day day because folks always appreciate it. if you're watching this on youtube like comment subscribe do all that great stuff turn on the notification bell if you're watching this make sure to leave a review and give feedback cannot make this as good as i can without you guys in today's episode of locked on pit is brought to you by run your pool march madness is here and run your pool has a better way to create your bracket runyourpool.com the premier sports pool hosting service now folks we have a lot to talk about today obviously coming out of the Weekend, but coming up, Pickets gets pummeled against Notre Dame. Pitt softball upsets the number 3 team in the nation and undefeated. The Pitt butt baseball team has a pretty good week. The, the Pitt women get eliminated last week. Uh, I mean, there's a lot. And then there's also, you know, more spring practice stuff. Also, all of those players have this week off. Uh, and hopefully they're chilling right now like all the rest of the students, obviously, during the peak of spring ball. And it's ramping up with the spring game happening early in April on April 9th, but this is interesting. And I think when we talk about certain things that come out of the pit football program, I always think that the, the success of Narduzzi's defensive backs is something to always look at. And what I mean by that is you always have to look at what these guys do in the NFL and compared to other schools, and You know, I'm not a helmet scouter, and, and I don't like saying just because this dude went to Pitt, he's going to be good. And just because this guy went here, he'll be great. And just because this guy did this, he's going to be great and and all that stuff. That's not really how you move. It's not how you work. But it's kind of undeniable that Pat Narduzzi's defense produces quality NFL corners. It's not just pit. Look at it going back to Michigan State. This guy has a clear delineation from the line in terms of producing defensive backs. Obviously, the big ones will be Darquez Denard. He has produced guys like Avante Maddox out of Pitt here. Kwan Williams was before his time, but Pitt has really had a history of producing DBs, but it's really been good under Pat Narduzzi, and over the past few years, we've really seen that flourish. You've had guys like Avante Maddox. You've had guys like Jordan Whitehead. You've had... Jason Pinnock that got drafted last year in the fifth round. You had Dane Jackson, Damar Hamlin. And all these guys end up actually turning into quality defensive backs in the NFL. And they far outplay their draft position, which is always something you have to wonder about. And and I believe, and and I have really hammered this down, that after talking to enough of these guys, that Pat Narduzzi's defense really does give them a better shot at the NFL, it really prepares them well. It's not always great for Pitt, and let's be real about that, because that certainly has their we- its weaknesses, and certainly not playing a nickel package in the modern-day football game. It's it's a bad recipe for whatever you're trying to do. You have to play a nickel, and Narduzzi thinks it's the bane of his existence. Um, so that's an issue, but it produces good talent, and it showcased that. And I think Damari Mathis is going to be another one of these guys, man. I keep telling people, this is a guy – That had really good tape in 2019. He's a hard hitter. He's willing to lay the boom. He's willing to go out there and do really anything you want him to do. Not only is he able to cover guys in man covers, obviously, he's able to do that. He literally only played cover zero press man, but he's also able to go out there and and come down and run support. He's able to play in the slot. He showcased that down in Mobile that even though he played outside his entire career, he can shift into the slot. DeMarie Mathis has proven that ability. He's proven to have that in his skill set. He's a guy that can come down and, and play outside of the field, to the boundary. This is a guy that is physical. This is a guy that when he can match you, and when he can mirror you with his feet, which are good, he has really good feet, he is great, he is also great speed, as we saw, 439 speed. He can play a lot of different spots. And so Mathis is a guy that at the very least is going to carve out an NFL future as a special team. Because here's the thing about the Mari Mathis is that great tackler, fast. He's going to get down there in coverage. And he's going to be a short tackler. So you put it all together, he's going to be an excellent gunner, and he's going to be an excellent kick coverage guy. So at the very least, this is a guy that's going to carve out his spot and make a roster in that area. But as a pure cornerback, he also has upside, the press upside, uh, the, the ability to play in zone and, and match coverages. He's really worked on the mental side of his game. And I thought he looked really fluid both in Mobile and at the Combine. I, I really thought he did well for himself here in Indianapolis. The testing drills, obviously – Demari Mathis really tested quite well, and I thought that was a big help to him. But, but I also really thought that when you looked at Mathis, it wasn't just speed. It was also the explosiveness. It was also the good agilities. He he has kind of the whole profile. And so when he can affect guys in the line of scrimmage, when he can play in the slot, when he has great recovery speed, which he does, this is a guy that can play in match man's. He's going to have a bit of a transition to the NFL, like all pit guys do. But these guys are trained to play in man coverage, and with man coverage coming more and more with these different blitz schemes, it's going to be important, and it's going to really help to where Mathis. It's like just like it's helped Jason Pinnock, just like it's helped tomorrow. Hamlin, just like it's helped Dane Jackson. It helps all these guys come through, and in Mathis is that type of guy. Now. This is a guy that doesn't have terrific length, but he all, he has all the football IQ, all the athletic traits, all the physicality that you want. And DeMar Mathis is probably going to outplay his draft position. You know, I've heard fifth round is about where he's going to get drafted. I think this is a guy that probably should go a little earlier than that. And, and you know, Honestly, when you look at his tape and what he brings, this is a guy that could go in the back end of day two, and I wouldn't bat an eye. And so I think that Damari Mathis is going to outplay that draft position if he goes in round five. He's a guy that absolutely should go earlier. 100% than that. He's proven he can play at a high level. He's done it in 2019. 2021, he had a pretty good year. He's proven to be a really adept football player, and he's proven to showcase that he can rise to the occasion here on big stages and on these fields when he goes to Mobile, when he goes to Indianapolis. I'm certain we'll talk about the same with his pro day. This is a young man that's going to really impress you and do everything he can to make that impression. So I thought Demar Mathis had a really good week at the Combine, just like he did down in Mobile, and I think he's had a really good few years here at Pitt, and I think he's helped himself a lot get that draft stock boost, and I think he's gonna go uh, earlier than a lot of people think. All right, folks, let's make sure we have to talk about this because Pitt men's basketball is kind of in the gutter right now. But could they stutter out of that and make a run at the ACC tournament? We'll talk about that, but first, let me let you know about Stat Hero because, folks, man, do I love March Madness and I love these brackets, but I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes. NCAA Pick'em Contest. Because Heroes NCAA single game Pick'ems pick the star players against each other in the amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from these handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with the gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or fluky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or who you are going up against. In addition to those pick games, they have dozens of laps you can comb through to pick head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. Folks, this is what Daily Fantasy Is meant to be. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use the promo code for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash lock on and you can use the promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on, terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit podcast as we continue to talk here, and and so let's move now to Pitt men's basketball because this is going to be a, a tough week for Pitt fans, and trust me when I say that this is one where you kind of just think that the team wants the season to be over, and I mean that everybody. I, mean, I think the fans want that. I think the players want that. I think the coaches want that. And so, going into to Brooklyn, playing at the Barclays Center, can't really say that these guys are going to be enthused to play here. But, but really, and and I and I have to take this kind of hardline stance. There's really not a lot of intrigue here. I mean, it, it's really not. When you look at the intrigue of conference tournaments, even if you're a bad team, you hope for something. There's hope for the future. But really, when you look at Pitt, there's not much to hope for right now. They're going on a bunch of unknowns. They're losing Mo Gee. They're probably going to lose a few other guys to the portal. This is an offseason of unknowns. Likely Jeff Capel keeps his job. So we don't know what a lot of this team is going to look like next year because the portal is such a moving piece of action, and there are no stagnant recruits that you can go down and really delve into. There are no Pitt commits right now. And so that's something that kind of, it, it's honestly like pulling teeth. What do you say right now to this team? After the North Carolina win, they lose to Georgia Tech. And then the rest of the, the schedule, they get blown out by Miami, blown out by Duke, and blown out by Notre Dame. It's not been a team that looks like they're trying all that much. And again, that's where I come back to this attitude. You can kind of feel it in the air right now. You can feel that Pitt doesn't really want to play anymore. And these guys are honestly up to here with it. And so I think that this is a team that played a lot of close games. It's a team that's been battle tested. It's a team that's kind of done everything you can do at this point. And they probably just don't want to play much anymore. And I get it. It's probably mental exhaustion. It's probably physical exhaustion. They have a rotation that's sometimes eight deep, but really it's just the five starters that play 32 to 38 to even 40 minutes sometimes a game. So these guys are playing consistently. The starters are just gassed. Guys like Femi odukali Jamarius Burton, John Hewley, Mogey, Ithiel Horton. You know, especially Horton, who came back late and, and really never got in the full conditioning practice that the other guys did. You know, the, the, they have to be feeling it. And so when it takes such a mental tool and a physical tool on you, it's kind of hard to keep everything going. It's kind of hard to keep things moving. And so that's why when you look at, for example, it's lots against Notre Dame. It was kind of expected. I didn't really expect them to go out and win that game. It makes sense they didn't win that game. What are they actually going to do in that game? That's a game where when you look at it, Pitt's basketball team hadn't shown signs of life since the Georgia Tech game. They'd come out lifeless in the past two contests. At this point, you're asking me to put my faith into this team, it's not going to happen. Pitt doesn't have it like that. Pitt doesn't have that fire right now that they did earlier in the year. It looks like an exhausted team. It looks like a team that's mentally ready for the offseason. It looks like a team that needs that offseason. And, I, again, I keep saying it. It's not just the players. I think Jeff Capel badly needs it too. He doesn't look like he's ready. To can go anymore either and again this loss against Notre Dame it, it exemplified everything you looked at bad offense the guards have been really worn down I mean Notre Dame just rained it down from three continuously this team's perimeter defense has come up more and more as an issue and it's been something that absolutely highlights everything you look at this team continuously lets itself down on the perimeter. Another 50 plus percentage shot shooting percentage from Notre Dame from beyond the arc, 58.3%. A, a really sharp shooting performance by Cormac Ryan. All these guys is shot well from deep. And Pitt, again, can't compete with that their ability to win has always been by gritty defense. If they want to win games, they're going to have to win by gritty defense. And so of course they're not going to do it when they face a team like Notre Dame and they don't have the same energy they did earlier. You can see it. You can 100% see it. And you can see the differences in how this team's body language has changed and what this team's desire has changed. You have seen all the different types of, of changes with this team and how it's gone forward. And again, these guys aren't this bad. You know, this team isn't this bad. And I get they're facing better teams, but also they are not this bad. 100% they are not this bad. The mental desire just isn't there. And so you have to ask, is that a Jeff Capel problem? Did Jeff Capel wear on them? Or is it just the wear of a long season where this team – played so many close games, are so battle-tested in the starters, but they play essentially five guys the entire time with, you know, maybe Jeffers coming in for ten at the most, Collier for maybe seven or eight, and maybe a little bit of Oneise Akuda. But outside of that, they really have no one to, f- to relieve them. These guys are continuing to play, and they wear down. And so part of it is that maybe Jeff Capel's lost the locker room again. Maybe everyone – has predicted the right thing in that this is really another collapse. And it look, it sure looks like that. It sure looks like the team has kind of tuned about and they want the season to be over. And as a coach, you can't let that happen. I don't care how tired your team gets. I know it's a long season. I know you have five or six players that you think are viable players in the ACC right now, but you cannot let that happen. You just have to find some way to get to your team. And that's why I also think this extends to Capel. Is that I don't know if he wants the season to go on. He looks mentally drained. He talks like he's drained. It's the same stuff that he says in the pressers, and it just feels like these guys are drained at this point. And and Capel really doesn't have the answer to get that energy motor going again. And that's going to be big as we talk here about the ACC tournament. Could Pitt make that run and beat Boston College? We'll see, but first let me let you know about Run Your Pool because March Madness is only about a week away and that means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Folks, are you going for the usual? Or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here and we're running brackets with RunYourPool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X. They have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you won't find on ESPN or CBS. Folks, clearly we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. It's your pure madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Folks, football might be over, but basketball is in full steam with both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, play, and performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports news, scores, podcasts this season. And it's not just basketball, because BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, as well as other coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit podcast as we're continuing to talk here about Pitman's Vasco with the ACC tournament tonight. Pitt will play Boston College in the afternoon, a big game for this team, a team that really Pitt needs to beat, and you would hope that they can get this win, and, and you could hope that under Jeff Capel maybe Pitt can show some signs of life. Obviously a beatable team. This is a team that when you look at Pitt, they beat him the first time at home. They go to Boston College and really get kind of dominated, to be quite honest with you. They, they lay an egg up there. And so this is not necessarily a game where pick and sleep walk through. Boston College is a team that is good enough to knock Pitt off their block, and they already have. And so it's a winnable game for Pitt. It's certainly not a game you bet on them to win, though. But Boston College coming into this game, it's it's in a lot of ways a, a similar trajectory to Pitt. Losing pretty bad to Miami, lose by 10 at home to a bad Clemson team, go on the road, lose to a bad Georgia Tech team. is not a lot that you look at and you say with confidence that this Boston College team is much better right now. Now, they have things to look for in the future. But again... With this game setting out for two p.m., this is one that is very important for Pitt. Now, Pitt is two and one in these opening round contests. Pitt has won before, and so these teams have faced before right here. But this is this is a game that, if you're Pitt, you want to build something positive going into the season, even if you're going to lose your next game and you feel like you could. This is a game you feel like you probably want to win. It's not something that you just want to sleepwalk through, and I get it. We talked about this before. I think that they just want the season to be over, but this is one where Pitt really should try to win this one, really needs to try to win this one. And so the winner of this game goes to face Wake Forest, and that's whatever. It really is whatever. But this game is a possible winnable game. And it's because Pitt has the talent still. And I keep saying it. Pitt is a talented team. But they're a worn down team that doesn't have a ton of actual motivation right now. And and Pitt is a team that continuously is going down the drain. And they're continuously falling flat. And they're continuously going throughout this process where they maybe have a big win, but then they fall flat. But now they're just falling flat, and you can see the exhaustion coming up. And so this game against Boston College is a chance to at least rectify that. You have a little bit of off time. You have a little bit of downtime. Clearly you have the talent to do it. You have John Hughley. You have Mo Gee. You have Jamaris Burton. You have a, a guy, Anthony Horton, who when he gets hot can do whatever he wants. It's a winnable game. It's a winnable game. But this one... This one is is a consequential game. And so... It's a game where... If Pitt wins it, maybe they feel something good. Maybe they have something to sell to people. It doesn't have a ton of tangible effect but it could have that intangible effect in the locker room where you guys are feeling good about something, and maybe you feel you can build upon something heading into the postseason. Pitt hasn't really had a feeling like that in a while. You can beat Boston College, lose to Wake in a tough game, and maybe feel like you're going somewhere. That's what Pitt has to feel. It's about an emotional psychology type of thing. Not just with the players, but with Jeff Capel and his staff. Because they are likely to come back. Now, should they come back? Probably not. But this is also a game that, that's going to really air, air pit out to a lot of teams. If they come up to this game and get run off the court, there's not a lot to sell to anybody. And you go into the off-season feeling about as dejected as you could be. And so when you actually kind of put the tie to those, it's tough to actually concretely say that this pit team is going to come out with anything else other than, a substandard performance because this team is not a a good team right now. It's literally only five deep and Boston college at the very least is going to have seven, eight guys off the, on terms of their depth chart. It's something to actually look at and something to definitely think about when you think about what Pitt has to do from here until now, as they really work through their schedule and they try to win this game. Because this is one they really do have to come up and win. And there's not a lot of believers in Jeff Capel. The players might not believe much in Jeff Capel. There have been a lot of concerning comments. There have been a lot of things that are concerning with this pit team. They don't have any type of recruits. And the team right now looks really dejected. It's a bad place to be in a program. It's a bad place to be as a coach. And you got to win this one just to get something positive to talk about as you head into your offseason. That's really the bottom line here. And so I'm not going to predict Pitt to win this game. Again, they haven't shown me any good signs. Not that Boston College has recently either. It's really been two bad teams that are going down the wrong track right now facing each other in a collision course. But when you look at it at a far Pitt right now just doesn't look like they have the body language or the energy to really win this one. You feel like Boston College might be able to shoot the rock from deep and, and get Pitt on the perimeter really here, and they just can't keep up, and they don't have that type of shooting to keep up. So we'll see what happens here. We'll see if Jeff Capel's team can rise to the occasion, maybe get Pitt something positive to go off with. But, again, don't get your hopes up on that. All right, folks, when we talk tomorrow, we will talk about this game, of course, and it's going to be a big one to talk about. It's a very important game, of course. And we'll also talk a little bit about Pitt football and where things are going from there. It's all coming up tomorrow on Locked on Pitt. And, folks, as always, hey, top up, Pitt?